Welcome back to another episode of Deck Hockey Focus. We have an amazing episode for you guys tonight. Uh, I'm surrounded by goaltenders. We got Shackelford, <laughs> and uh, we have special guest, your goaltender for the upcoming Bratislava three-on-three men's team, Zach Freiberger. Thanks for sitting with us, bud. What an intro. Thanks, guys. <laughs> What's up, Fry? Hey. Oh, yeah. Welcome, Freiberger, the right way. That is true. I love it. I'm staying good with the water today, though. He's Got drinking a, non- a non-alcoholic soda. He has practice. <laughs> but uh, before we get to know Fry a little bit better, let's talk about the playoffs because it's finally over, and I'm honestly I'm a little burnt out. I've been reffing too much, so that's the. Best. I was looking forward to it, and once my teams are beat out, I'm pretty much ready to call it a season anyway. So that's um, the sweet time of year. But so Shaq and I had a case on it. And so let's run through the picks and, and see who's going to end up buying the beers from here on in. Uh, should we go, we want to start at D5? Yeah, let's go bottom to top. All right. So our champions here came out to be the D5 Ducks. Neither one of us picked them. Um, Mock, I think you had Bandits. Yeah, and I picked I took Bandits. I think I just, I had Bandits on the brain, I think, because I had them for a lot of different, they're a good franchise and they win a lot. So I was hoping to see them raise the cup there. Plumber's close, Mom. It's that team. They play well, but unfortunately didn't pull it out. Yeah, it so who, game, who, did, who did you have? I had the Devils. And see, now I wish I would have picked these guys because I wish I would have picked the Ducks because they, um, this kid here, 24, this chemo kid, wheels. he runs like 20 miles a game. I mean, he just never, ever, ever, ever stops. And then he's got Brendan Smith on his line too. So he'll periodically dump it to him. And Brendan Smith just basically stands at the point like a gun turret. <laughs> and seriously, it's a good strategy. Like Timo or Kimo or I forget his name, yeah. but he's super fast. And he, he, his hands are pretty decent, but he's cooking the whole time. So I think that was a, a big key to their success was those two. Um, but yeah, congratulations to them. Let's, let's move. Zero, zero in the, uh, on our scorecard here. Yeah, neither one of us had that. We should have seen that one, though. That Looking back, that, that seems like it, yeah. it would have been a no-brainer. Anyways, in D4, uh, I had Culligan, and you actually picked our champion. So you're up up on me one nothing at this point. Fresh blends. Fresh blends, because you said they were doing so well in the tournament that mm-hmm. you thought they'd carry that success, and it turns out that that was... It was an OT win, though. Uh, that was true. Well, there was a ton of OT this year, and a ton of game threes, and... I mean, it was it was really competitive in every single league, and we got to kind of thank the the ranking system for that a little bit. You know, I know people complain a little bit about the ranking sometimes, but when you see this kind of competition that you see where it's going into overtime in the championship and stuff, I mean, the ranking system doesn't have a lot of room for improvement, man. It's just a maintenance tool. Yeah, no, it, it's obviously working. If these are close games, what did we have on Thursday? What six of the seven games were all played on the second day? Yeah, I think it might yeah. have even been seven of them. Yeah, I think I think we had yeah we had it was seven definitely because we had three in the blue rink and then four in the black. Yeah, yeah. So of the championship games, seven of the ten went to the second day, meaning the winner lost the first game. And like half of those went into OT in at least one of their games. Yeah, maybe all of them did at one point. Uh, but the shots on net for this D four game were out of control. Uh, QC surge was firing away. 40 shots to 26. Yeah. And unfortunately, still just couldn't get the victory. Joe um, Dare. It just goes to show you, man. Joe Dare, I, I bet you he'll get ranked up. We were talking about the ranking system there. He but has to. He, <laughs> he's ridiculous. He's so wild in that. He looks like he has no idea what he's doing. It's like Dominic Hasek looking, you know, just flopping around. Not coordinated. His gear doesn't even look like it fits. <laughs> and then you just can't put it home on him. So. But, uh, but yeah, congratulations to them. And Shackleford actually ended up picking them. So good pick there, bud. One nothing good, guys. 
and then what three or no i'm four sorry plus. four plus four plus i took mutiny I'm, i took the I'm, devil's game i have brand loyalty but it, japan ended up being our winner which they're a relatively new team or am i making that up no they've been around for a while okay been here maybe they just years. got new jerseys so they're a little more noticeable now i believe this is this is one of their multiple cup wins like they they haven't just been around they've been winning cups yeah but again we see really high shots there with uh 50 53 shots on net for japan uh, 32 for Devils, and I honestly, Devils gave him a good run. They moved the ball well and stuff, but I mean, when you're just facing rapid fire, it's tough. We both struck out <laughs> so on that one. So we blanked that one. Yeah. Sorry, Way Japan. <laughs> well, you can't. Okay, when you name your team after the statistically worst team in every NHL video game ever, you know, <laughs> it's like, history. <laughs> yeah, it's like when you're playing your your younger brother or something like that, and you're like, all right, you be Team Canada, or you be Team USA, or you be the NHL All-Star team, and I'll be Team Japan. <laughs> and then here's Japan killing. This is deck, not ice. Come on. Yeah, apparently it's upside down world. <laughs> But then our D3 Open, which again is the league where everybody must be ranked D3 or lower. Yep. And I, I took Nightshades. They came out of this season uh, pretty hot. I think they had a couple of games in a row right at the at the jump of the season where they just steamrolled people. Yeah. And so they were my – I kind of picked them, honestly, like at the beginning of the season because I knew we were going to be doing this segment. Um, and then, Shaq, you actually picked Jigglywicks. So let's pull that game up and, and look at the, the stats on that one because that – I mean, that was another, again, another game three, wasn't it? Yeah, they played on Thursday. And Jiggly Wicks pulled it out. 2-0 good guys. Well, and they put up a, a nice little scoring route there. 6-2 to two for them. Uh, but Brendan Smith, we've seen in a lot of, uh, I mean, he was on that, that Ducks team. Yeah, he was on uh, that So he's, uh, he's on the scorecard there again. So, you know, it's a lot of these guys that it's a lot of similar people hoisting the cup. We're going to see that with Joe Dare. We're going to see that with a few of these teams, so. Uh, congratulations to Jigglywicks. That puts Shackleford up two to nothing on me. Probably not surprised by anybody that's listening that I don't really know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but that being said, let's move on to D3. And and uh, I know I picked VD Bandits for this one. All right. Mock's making his comeback at two to one. Yeah, <laughs> baby. And I ref, I ref this one. Wait, this is this is the VD Bandits with uh, Plumber in that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. he played, played yeah. last night. So Got a shout out from Reason Why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check it out. They they shared him on deserved. on the reason why page. It definitely deserved. So yeah, it the whole reason this game even went into OT was it was tied up, and I'm telling you, under a minute, maybe 30 seconds left. Uh, there's a backdoor pass, and Plum comes across with this flying kick move. I mean, like Jackie Chan kick, and just punts it. And it, like I don't remember if it went into the bench or anything, but he he absolutely stonewalled an open net and like i could even tell he was like i'm winning this game and then i'm pretty sure they scored like immediately into overtime i could be i could be confusing that with another game but i think they scored like a minute in or something like that he had those boots on those boots always bring him luck he's wearing yeah. the cowboy boots the cowboy boots he wears all yeah. the championship games for the bandits it's like when the boots come on it's ready to win yeah it's game time well they did upset hornbuckle which is uh Won the last two years. Is that who you pegged? I picked the Devils again. QC Devils. Yeah. So, congrats, uh, BD Bandits. Big win there. Uh, Mock 2-1. But, but then there... But, yeah, so that puts it 2-1, thank God. Um, but, so the 3-plus game, uh, I picked Bandits again. And this is... Is this with Darren Nett? I believe so. Too many BD Bandits teams. No, we need... No, they... Uh, we they, need regulation. They actually had to have uh, Christian Smith sub in that, I believe. Why is Nikki on the scorecard? 
This wasn't one of the games from the other night, was it? No, this is Thursday this night. Is Thursday. This is Thursday night, 3+. Plus. Okay. Yeah, Nikki plays uh, Go Look at 3+. Plus okay, then I definitely didn't rep this game, so I'm not going to have a whole this lot into it. But, yeah, but is... surprise, surprise. When I saw the score of this game, scroll up a little bit so I can see. When I saw how many goals were on the board, I mean, 11-4, to four is a that's a route. In the playoffs, I mean, we've been talking about all these games going into OT and all this stuff, but it's because Dakota showed up. Oh, it's seven three and four. Points. Yeah. yeah, seven points out of their 11. And PJ. PJ had three and one, and I'm pretty sure to three of those four assists from Dakota are to PJ. Well, and that's what you're looking for from that team. So Dakota's another one that might be getting ranked up soon, but uh, he's, he's been hot and Mm -hmm. he's been cold. And when he's hot, he gets a seven point game. And I'm telling you, I ref them. I ref them the other night and they held him to like uh, maybe a goal or an assist or something like that. And they basically kept him off the board. And that was how it got to game three. So good for him for stepping up. And I know PJ really helps him a lot and takes a lot of the burden off of him and, and, you know, lets him do his thing, feeding him and things like that. So congratulations to those guys. Absolute landslide victory there. That's about the only one we've seen. And an absolute victory and for the good guy. Shackelford called it. Yep. Fantastic. 3-1 Shack. Yep. But D2. same story in D2. I picked Mutiny. I did so not. I'm going to guess you copied uh-huh. me, basically. You saw me pick Mutiny in D2, and then you were like, you know what, my smart guy, I'm also going to pick Mutiny. Yeah, you know what, you're right. I'm not going to lie. That's exactly what didn't happen. But so Mutiny D2 uh, versus Dailies, and this was another game, uh, game three, and Mutiny showed up, man. They Dude, bring they were the, good. So I think the, the biggest thing for Mutiny, or not Mutiny, uh, Dailies, is Chad and Nat. Yes. Like when mm-hmm. it... it I have a, a tough time scoring on Chad. You can't throw long bombers at him and stuff like that. You really got to... You got to make him work. You got to get moving. And with the amount of speed that Daly's has to cover you, it's tough to get those open opportunities and things. So I think that was probably their main focus was we got to get open and we got to get good looks because we're not going to get... You maybe will get a squeaker on Chad, maybe. But you got to earn it. And they Doesn't certainly did that. Who were the stars in this game? Oh, Joe this, Dare, this freaking sub. Oh, so okay. Holes, yep. Holes screenshotted this to me because you remember when Joe Dare sub player mm-hmm. had more points in D1 than Joe Dare? Yeah. And he, it was like, it was like, it was like Nick was leading and then it was Joe Dare sub followed by Joe Dare. And it was one of my favorites. So Joe Dare sub, you gave me crap because you said they didn't have a goalie and good oh. old Joe Dare sub shows up and turns into a playoff monster. I score kept this game. He was ridiculous. So I gave him the first star. You Just had to. He was. He won in the game. The first, I think. Uh, I think the first period or something like that. He had almost twenty five shots on him. They could not score. Yeah, they the, almost had like what's it called maybe like five six chances, and he just. Blue some across the net to turn some back away. door like wide open and just lays out throws a, something in the way of every shot. Dare was absolutely amazing. Yeah, he's game. all over the place. But then he told me too since so if you look at it in their championship picture, it's all a bunch of mutiny guys and then Joe Dare and his beady bandits. Just a big blue bear right jersey there. right in the middle, just look like an idiot. And he told me too. What was it? The D3 bandits that won? Yeah. Uh, he was like, I didn't touch the cup. He was like, I'm not touching it. He's like, I didn't touch it. I'm I'm, I'm winning it with the bandits, whatever. And then I looked at their picture because I noticed it was right in front of him. And you could see his hands are just like spread aw- awkwardly it. placed oh, around the cup as he's right in the middle with it. So good for him. The superstition's paying off. And and I mean, hard work, too, because a 9-2-3 yeah, against dailies exactly. is like 52 shots. That's yeah. no joke. 
They had 52 shots yeah. on him. Mm-hmm. 48 oh. saves on 52 shots. Animal. Yeah. But Animal. speaking of the cup in D2, if you want to know where it was at all weekend, just follow the Mutiny Facebook pages. Jeez. Oh, Apparently They're they took it, it around, around town. Celebrating proper. Probably the only way I'll ever get a chance to drink out of it is if I see them at a bar. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <'Cause> I'm terrible. <laughs> well, 3 to 2, Mock. You called that one. Yeah. You're, you're crawling back here. Well, we already know that neither one of us got D1 because we're bitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think logically everybody... Probably, if you're betting on this, would have taken Crew, but neither one of us did because Crew won again. But so in 2+. plus, yeah, We kind of skipped a league there, didn't we? Oh, we skipped 2 or we skipped 2+. plus. No, we two skipped 2+. Plus. Yeah, 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 2+. plus. Man, Crew we are just... Better, you know what? We both picked Mafia. I'm still going to say that that was a good pick, and I don't think that Coffee Hound was a better team than us, but they showed up. They beat us with a short bench the first time in a shootout and they blocked a million and a half shots and they did what it took. And then we got them in the losers bracket after we took Pat's team to the woodshed mm-hmm. and we had like 15 on them. It was a freaking route. And then, um, and then Daly's basically just walked everything, but man, coffee hound just, I don't know where they came. Or we just maybe took a dive we're just not a sunday team i think we got too many guys that are drinking on the weekends and we show up super sluggish on a sunday and we let people walk on us yeah well it was the semifinal game was another one goal game um had that massive comeback with the last three minutes in the goalie pulled it's the only reason we got oh there. that's their that's their move though i mean they did it in the first game against them too where they made a third period push for like three goals or something like that i'm talking and, mafia in the oh, semifinals okay. which is how coffee hunt got to the finals yeah for daily yeah, but, but they 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 pull their goalie and they just like they're so comfortable in that panic situation. They pull their goalie with like five minutes left in the game and get three four goals, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to do that strategy, but that's nerve wracking. And for them, they're just like, it's whatever. fine. Yeah, but that strategy didn't come uh, to fruition here. Well, dailies just they just jumped down their throats. Yeah, they were nonstop. They're hundred miles an hour. Yeah, that and was- just. <laughs> That was such a good team to make. Yeah. It was it was so smart with all the speed from D2, and they've been winning in D2 so much, just to add the key guys. Yeah, that, Charlie uh, and Johnny like, Yeah, Johnny oh. D, Charlie, and then they also, I don't think, Fisher's not on the D2 team, right? No. No, so yeah, they added him to the 2+. plus. So that just that, that three-core around everybody that can run so fast, and then you have Chad and that. It was just like the perfect. And Chad was Speaking on of, Fisher's somebody that we need to talk about because he was on that – uh, mutiny team that won in, in D2 and then he was on the dailies team that wins in 2 plus and he was a man on fire oh, yeah. like my favorite is guys that just love scoring big goals and just the way that they react like Holst is one of those guys that loves to score like I'm another one of those beat your chest kind of guys yeah Perry's exactly <laughs> like sellies. that Oh, he's a Selly guy. <laughs> and Fisher's the exact same way, but it cracks me up because he still has braces. <laughs> so he scores a huge goal and he hulks out and then he has braces. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I always forget that you're still a kid. He's awesome. But he played lights out for both of those teams and was definitely a factor. Yeah. So congrats uh, to the Dewey's in two plus. Neither, obviously, Mock and I didn't take that. So Yeah, congrats still to everybody that won in every level except for D1. Yeah, except QC Crew there uh, took down Ducks. City 2-0 and in that um, final series, so... No comments. Can we talk Agreed. about their first match? Because I was reffing... Was I reffing with you, or were you scorekeeping it? Uh, I think 
I can't remember. If I, oh, I didn't reference. It I was the game where Nikki Nikki was on. Yes, net. I was scorekeeping. It, oh yeah. boy, so big controversy. I know everybody's been oh, asking yeah, about it. likes. So we'll yes. we'll address it on the pod today, so everybody knows what's going on. So, Philion uh, Philion get, gets in his own head a little bit, and I don't speak French, so I don't know what Nick was saying. He says he wasn't saying anything too bad. I, I don't know if that's leave that up to interpretation, I guess. But regardless, I don't think there's any reason for you to freak out like that. But so. Uh, so what did happen? Crew had a couple on him quick. I think Marty might have let in at least one soft one that he wanted back. He was getting pretty frustrated. So before any of the bad stuff happened, he turns, he takes the ball, and he goes to shoot it out of play, and he he botched it. And I saw him, and I was like, Marty, don't do that. I'm going to have to give you an unsportsman. I'm going to have to give you a, a delay a game if you do that. Mm-hmm. And then they score on him again right away, and he takes it, and he just, like, rifles it. Just puts it on the baseball diamond. See you later. Oh, and they were they were like, oh, how are you going to give him a penalty for that? And I was like. It's a penalty. Buddy, it's <laughs> like. that's what that is. Yeah, it's it's in another zip I've code right now. Before. Yeah, you know I'm going to call that. Uh, so then between periods, Marty's walking, uh, switching sides. He's walking, and, you know, I, I hear him, John. I hear him, John, but I'm not thinking too much about it. I'm grabbing a drink of water for the one-minute break. And it's in French. And then the next thing, <laughs> yeah. well, and the next thing I know, a water bottle hits the fence right like right behind Nick, and I was standing right next to uh, their bench, and I was like, I thought, at first I thought, oh, somebody tossed it to him, and his, he has a broken hand, so he couldn't catch it, and it hit the fence. Yeah. And then I see Marty stumbling over, but he's got his uh, mask still on and all of his gear and everything. So I can't see his expression or anything. And he's, he's wearing goalie. So he's waddling and I can't tell what the heck's going on. And all of a sudden he hops up over the side of the bench and he starts trying to throw bombs at Nick and Nick's trying to throw him back. And I'm like, Oh God, he's got a busted hand. So I try to grab, I grab Marty's, uh, I grab his glove hand. Cause I'm like, that's on the same side as Nick's broken hand. So I'm like, I'm going to try to not let him break his hand more. And then and everybody's standing around like, what the hell is going on? So I have to pick Marty's big goalie equipment having and I'm trying to, thing up. trying to carry him out to the middle. And finally it gets broken up and we didn't kick him out of the game, even though we probably should have. But I didn't want to ruin it. And I was trying to stack the deck against crew as much as I could. So I was like, Marty, I'll let you stay in if you promise to win. And he that didn't did, happen. And then he didn't. So we had the classic player coach fight in the middle of a game. Well, oh, and yeah. then good old Nick, Nick, I was like, I was going to have to tell him like, dude, you got to get the hell off the bench now. Yeah. And he just left on his own. And I think he felt right. kind of bad, but like, come on, Marty, get your head in the game. He didn't man. expect that. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely that was, didn't expect that. It was bizarre. Yeah, but it's called Nick had Marty by the face mask too. It was just like <laughs> pulling he? him down. Yeah. I could hardly see because Marty has like an extra, he's, he's got, got a like padded a padded jersey. jersey. Yeah. So like he was so hard right. to like, Get my arms around him. Well, I was in the score box. I almost got hit in the head by that water bottle too. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on, but anyway, so that's that's kind of what happened there. I know that they're good buddies and they're still, you know, hanging that's out just every day. It's uh, just how it happens. They leave it they on. They got the deck. a long flight to duke it out in a week here. Yeah, they'll leave it. <laughs> they leave that on the deck. They just they they let that go quick. But um, but then you know, so they had no stone, no Kramer when they played us. I'm pretty sure, yeah, no and no Nick, and they still beat us. Yeah. And then they had no Nick at all when they were playing uh, in the championship there. So and they had the second game. They didn't have Stone or Kramer either. Yeah, yeah. and they walked it. So good for them. I yeah. mean, they earn it. Nothing you, you can say other than they earn it. Yeah. And I think it comes down to them having a good system. They're you know, very smart. When they're they play. strict. They run their shifts. I mean, they're always. Everybody has their role. Everybody sticks to their game, and it's it's very regimented. And that's what you need at D one. And that's mm-hmm. what that's what definitely. 
uh, atomic is missing is any discipline or leadership at all or just i mean you got to see that we brought we brought freiberger back after he was gone for a while and it's like all right cool now we got the best goalie in deck hockey back in our net and we let in twice as many goals yeah it's like well we're just price effect (laughs) (laughs) we're just not gonna play defense now that we have fry but so congratulations to all the winners there congratulations and probably probably by the time we let this out it'll be everybody will be done with their hangovers from going down to the mound because we got the little after party at the mound so hopefully everybody keeps it in check i'm gonna go out on a limb and say that's not gonna happen but hopefully everybody's still alive by the time this episode comes out but congratulations to all the winners and congratulations to ryan shackleford got himself one what 30 rack of bush probably i feel like that's probably bush light standard bush light all right, so congratulations to all the winners there. A lot of hard-fought battles and a lot of great games. So uh, you guys earned it and enjoy it. But now we got we got Freiburger in the studio. So I'm once again surrounded by goaltenders, which <laughs> is baiting. which is my my nightmare basically. But uh, Freiburger uh, is going to be the goalie for the three-on-three Bratislava. Which is how long do we have until you guys fly out? About a week, yeah. Less like one less day than a week, so six days. All right. So Friday. by the nice. time by the time this comes out, they'll be. They'll be looking any day to, to be leaving there. But I guess give the people a little bit. So we got we have listeners in, in a lot of different areas, whether yeah. it be the people down south, the people on the east coast, and obviously the guys from home, who a lot of guys from home might not even know you because you've been out playing your ice out on where were you in like So I was in Ohio for quite a bit, but uh right now I'm back home looking for Priorities, baby. Yep. <laughs> Team USA takes yep. priority over back and train a little bit for that, get ready to go. But so you're so you're originally from Bettendorf, which you know, yep. hockey hockey hotbed as we've always said. So, how did you get into hockey to begin with? So it's actually a kind of funny story. So when I was uh, little, my mom was still in school, so she worked at Finney's across the river, right next to the uh, Iowa Center or the yeah. park back then. Yeah. So they would send some waitresses there, so every single Mallards game to hand out some coupons and stuff. So me and my dad would get two free tickets to every game. So at the age of like two, I was going to pretty much every single Mallards home game. And from there, that's just where, what sparked my love of hockey and all that. And uh, it's called my, one of my first sentences, I guess, was I want to play hockey. So right away, my yeah. parents put me in skating lessons <laughs> and then I ended up playing hockey and it's been a journey ever since then. Nice. So how do you end up as a goalie? That's even. I've uh, seen you a, play out, and you're not. You're not bad. Out. So I did. I played out until I was 12 years old, I believe. Mm-hmm. Or no, I might have been younger than that. Until I was a second year of, of squirts. Okay. So I can't remember exactly yeah. how old that is. But uh, yeah, so I played house league when I was little, and I was always one of the guys that would score a lot. And then uh, I ended up playing uh, squirt select hockey. Because my parents, we couldn't really afford me to play travel hockey all the time. And my mom was still in school and my dad did construction and all that. Mm-hmm. So I played there. And then one summer, I was just messing around during a summer league playing goalie because I always wanted to play goalie. And I was doing really good in this, just like basically kids drop in during the summer yeah. that I used to have. And sure enough, the travel coach, Dan Holmes, came up and was like, hey, come try out as a goalie. So sure enough, I did. Got a new set of gear. And from there, I played squirt travel that year. And then ever since then, it's been uphill. That's so I really nice. found my calling there. That's fantastic. Well, then, so when Deck first came to the Quad Cities, when Pat first opened up, did you play right away? Um, I played the second year, I believe. I think that it's was called, me. Yeah, the first, the first year I came to an open deck, I believe, with the Toporowskis and somebody else just to kind of check it out. Uh, but I was still in the middle of ice hockey, I believe, at that point, And sure. I was traveling at that point to Chicago already. Uh, so I didn't really have the time to go play, but then I actually got into deck 
I subbed for a women's league team mm-hmm. um, in 2013. I want to say it was some kind of gym. I forget what it was, but uh, I came in for like the last game of the regular season. They were the last team in the league, and then I came in uh, in the playoffs, and we ended up winning the playoffs finals or the championship in that women's league that year. So <laughs> brought the next, in the ringer goalie. Yes. Fun fact: There's actually a penalty in the system for using a male goaltender in a female's game now. Is it really? Yep, there's a minor penalty for, for that. Yeah, yeah, I see it when I'm logging penalties, which happens more often than, than I'd like. But but so conspiracy theory, you've got your own penalty named after you. Yep. Maybe Gotta not not as important as Marty Brodeur, but... It was actually me and Gavin Goulash in the uh, in, in the net for both teams in that championship that year. <laughs> <laughs> and, Gavin had a, and Gavin had a broken foot at that point, so he was playing on his knees the whole game. Unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable. But then, uh, so I think there's a general consensus that you're the best, at least local goalie that's playing deck right now. I don't know if anybody can even refute that, but we'll see so, after this World Cup. Yeah. So yeah, but so I was curious. You were on the Montreal team in 2016, uh, and you were originally the backup for them. Yep, uh, I went up there as the backup because I was only 17 years old at that point, and we had Jason Roca uh, from Boston that had played five on five. Uh, deck before so they kind of just rolled with him with the veteran status and the first couple games uh, he played well but just he got a little bit tired because he had never played three on three and uh, what's it called basically just got worn out so they threw me in there and against team Asia I think was my first start and from there I played good and we just rolled with it and ended up going all the way to the semifinal games from there. In a couple more years a little bit more experience but what was what was it like up in in Canada and and just being in another country and it was awesome. That was actually my first time out of the country, so it was wild. It's called, nice. I drove up there with uh, both Nickerite and Swisher. We had a little, <laughs> what's called, uh, a little group in the car there, so that was fun. And uh, it was a quick. It wasn't a bad drive actually. I ended up going up there again this summer, so it wasn't yeah. a bad drive. But I love it up there. It was an awesome experience, and the rink that it was at was awesome. It was obviously run by uh, the whatever tournament. I know there's two of them up there. Whatever tournament run it now. But, oh uh, yeah, the Burrows or the Coop Deck. It was called mm-hmm. Burrows back then, but they ran the whole thing and they had games indoor. The venue was awesome. They had two uh, different rinks inside the Montreal venue, and it was just all around. It was a great time to have my first deck. So what's the diff- what's the difference in skill like between maybe uh, like a high level D one game or maybe even the summer, summer tournament, tournament play? And it's... is there another level that you reach when you get to these these world? you know, high level talent guys. Yes. Cause you're, you're in the summer tournament and the best way I can uh, compare them here is in the summer tournament, you have the best collection of guys around us here and it's high level. It's physical. Uh, there's lots of shooting, lots of passing, all sorts of stuff like that. There's really good looking plays that you would like that are pretty to the eyes, but then you get to world cup and it's like that on steroids. The guys are more physical. You're allowed to run people onto the boards a little bit more. Uh, the, every single, every person can shoot like Pat or Nick or any of the top guys in any, uh, D one, uh, summer tournament team. And then, uh, on top of that, it's just the passing is ridiculous. And it's a lot more possession as well. It's no, there's no running gun really in the world cup. It's all about mm-hmm. get in the zone, pass around, look for a shot. And then so you're you can facing hold. high quality. Exactly. Only. So yeah, it's, it's, there's no, just throw a shot in the net on the side. It's always just. You always They're stop, for the right slow shot. down, set up the shots, and then we're good to go from there. And then also on top of that, you can hand, you can uh, just hold the ball behind the net as long as you can. There's no five second rule like here in the Quad Cities, so uh, they can just hold that ball behind the net, 
wait for somebody to get open and beat someone just running around and then just zip it up to them. And, and so we've heard that at some of these uh, tournaments, be it up in Canada or whatever, they don't run uh, face-offs after goals uh, and stuff. That's it, That was just in the actual like Burroughs and Coupe Deck tournament. Just in yeah. tournament. Play. But in, in, the, yeah, in the World Cup, there's stop play. There's actually stop time. And we stop and do face-offs. And the brink's a little bit bigger too. So there's a few differences. It's all World Ball Hockey Federation rules from there. Nice. Cool, cool. But so then going into the 2019 or I mean 2018, sorry. Did you kind of know you were going to be a shoe in Because we had kind of considered you that. But with the way that the sport's been growing and, you know, we've made so many connections here locally and Pat's always wheeling and dealing. So did you right. kind of have an idea that they were going to go with you or? Uh, I knew I knew that I was going to be a part of the team probably most of the time. It was what's called obviously. It was just keep playing well and don't drop off and you're good to go. But uh, there's for the starting spot, there's never any guarantees. Right now we have practice today. We'll probably have one more practice. Um, it's basically just I'm just going to depend on Nick and the other and coach uh, Shootover, I think is how you pronounce it, to uh, put in whether Marty or me, whether he thinks whoever's going to help us win the most games, and that's all that matters really. Absolutely. Uh, bringing home the gold. doesn't matter who's playing to me. Yep. It just matters if we win home a or bring home a championship. That would be awesome. Nice. Seriously, if you guys can come away with the medal. So what, what was the final in uh... – in 2016, what did you guys end? Uh, we ended fourth. Uh, yeah. What's it called? We lost in the bronze medal game to Italy. So we were winning pretty much that whole game. And uh, it's called just kind of dropped off the end. I think we kind of ran out of gas. So I mean, this year it's going to be a different story. There's a lot of games. so That's fantastic. But uh, so what's your expectation? Are you guys going to be seeing different teams since you're over in Europe? Uh, yes, we are going to be able to see some different teams. Uh, we didn't see Russia or Finland or Sweden last time, uh, so those are going to be new teams. Um, I think a few teams are dropping out as well, such as Quebec. Obviously, isn't going to be in it anymore yeah. because we're not in Quebec. And then uh, Canada is a new team, but mostly it's just like Russia, Sweden, Finland. Those are going to be the new teams we haven't seen before. So do you guys know who the heavy hitter is? Is there? Or do you even know what your schedule is going to be like? So are you maybe preparing for that first couple of games and Anything like that, or are you guys just going in with a game plan and, and who you end up with is who you end up with? Uh, I don't have a schedule off the top of my head, but I do know our division. So they have it split into two divisions. They have the white and the uh, red group. And the white group, which is the group that we're in, it's going to be, we'll, we'll play against all these teams, I believe. It's Canada, Slovakia, Czechia, who has it in Czech Republic, yeah. USA, Russia, Great Britain. So that's, those should be all the teams that we play in the round robin here. And then the red group's going to be Pakistan, Finland, Sweden, France, Hungary, and Team Europe. Nice. Jeez. <laughs> so, 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 some good competition this year. Yeah. So, I mean, you said earlier you're practicing, and, you know, I know you guys are doing that this afternoon. But outside of that obvious preparation, mm -hmm. how are you and the team adjusting not driving to Quebec and being an hour ahead, but being eight hours ahead in Europe? I think that's kind of a thing that we're just going to have to uh, play by ear. Uh, obviously I've never been out to Europe. I don't know how many of those guys have ever been out there and done any of that. Uh, but it should be, it'll be interesting to see. I think as long as we sleep a ton on the plane and, uh, keep eating at the right times, we'll be good to go. Nice. Well, we've got high expectations for you guys. I, I hope that everything works out. I'm, I know I'm a little bit nervous going into it cause we're just, we're building it up so high right now that man, we're, we're putting, it's gonna be a good one. putting the pressure on you guys. But so 
what's uh i know this is probably the number one question you guys get asked but like what's the goal or what's the expectation like obviously you want to go in with the idea that you're going to get a gold medal and you know you're going to walk home but what's the take it or leave it for success like what's the bar the bar the bar is to be competitive in every game uh be going balls to the walls 100 percent of the time don't be slacking at all don't give it anything soft and just always just be a pain in the pain in the butt. I don't know if we can cuss on your butt. No, pain in the butt's good. <laughs> we try not to. <laughs> pain in the butt uh, to other teams and just be the hardest team they played all weekend, even if we won or lost. Just always be that super uber competitive team. Working hard every shift, not, not, yep. not taking any time off. Yep, being Summers. the team that everybody's like, crap, we got to play USA again. <laughs> well, I hope so. I think uh, people usually aren't fans of the Stars and Stripes, so let's keep it that way. Exactly. I want to be the bad guys, man. But so... We've been talking to some of the East Coast guys, some of the guys from the Pittsburgh Gods, and I know that they run the five-on-five five, mm-hmm. uh, USA ball hockey as well. So have you been in contact with them at all? Because after the summer tournament and the way that you played in the summer tournament, yep. it was a whole nother level that I've never seen from you or anybody on the deck, anybody that's put the pads on and stepped in net. So I know those guys were impressed. And, and is right. that something that you're looking at? Um, I'm not sure how much information I can disclose, but let's uh, go. <laughs> uh, what's it called? I, I when I was living out in Ohio, I was only two and a half hours from Pittsburgh, and uh, I had talked to Coach Corey Hirsch about uh, yeah. coming out there a couple times to try out five on five, but the logistics just never worked. So basically, I got he sent me a message uh, probably a couple months ago. that was basically like we're keeping you on the radar for the five on five men's team for next year, and. I said, that's good. I said, I want to be able to come out there sometime this summer to be able to play five on five since I haven't gotten a chance to try it yet. Yeah. Well, you're only what, 19? 19 at the point. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, you got some time. <laughs> a little bit of time. Yeah. You're just, just a, a kid. So you're only getting better. I think uh, Team USA is going, going big places, but I'm. Yeah. Well, I mean, outside of the tournament play and the preparation that you're going to do, what are you personally going to do to prepare? What am I personally going to do? Go hard and practice. Uh, What's it called? Obviously, I'm going to get in the gym with Charlie a little bit this last couple of weeks to work out some cardio. And then just uh, one thing that I've been doing for a while now is eating the right things. So nice. it's called. It's all about what you're putting in your body is going to be the outcome you get. I like it. So what about pregame? Pregame? Uh, like rituals pregame. <laughs> <laughs> you guys obviously saw the interview. Yes, we did. Uh, what's it called? Like I said in the interview, I got my balls. <laughs> He dabs his balls. Cool. I, dab, so I dab my balls. Is that like that a juggling routine? We should maybe shed some light. Yeah, some that, that's coordination the, I'm, not, I'm not dabbing my balls. I'm it's called dabbing my balls. I don't know how to. It's a hand eye. It's, it's, it's a, a hand eye thing. thing. Yeah, basically, I throw the balls against the wall. It's a little couple tennis balls just to get the hand eye coordination up. So nothing, nothing non PG here. Yeah. No, uh, pretty much uh, what you see every goalie doing, kind of at a high level. So, other than dabbing your balls is there anything specific you do like do you have a routine do you like yeah is there a process to it yeah it's called i always got my headphones on listen to rock music it's called rock music is what seems to get me in the best mood to play a game and uh it just all comes out to getting the body ready to stretching dynamic and then the hand eye obviously with the balls and then from there i also do like an eye exercise like i'm sure you've seen connor hellebuck uh yeah, last year in the, the playoffs ping pongs or something yeah or? yeah we just looks around like this in the rink it's called. It's supposed to like wake up your eyes as a thing. It's like stretching out the muscles in your eyes, basically. So yeah, you find like three spots on the wall. So like reaction time, sort of. Yeah. So you put, you hmm. pick like three spots on the wall, and you just keep looking back and forth between those three spots. You just pick them in. Yeah, Braden Holtby does that with water before a game. If you ever see him, he squirts it up, but he's just focusing on a drop. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then wow. all the way through. 
I don't have what it takes to ever be a <laughs> goaltender. It's a lot level. of preparation. <laughs> Jeez. Yep. Well, that's fantastic. So uh, I, I know you, you guys have practiced. We've alluded to that a couple of times. But so with having some guys that are in other locations and things like that, how how is team chemistry looking early on? Is that maybe going to be a factor when you get over there? Just some of these guys that have never played together or only played against one another? I think it's going to be a little bit of both. I mean, we've seen... Uh, excuse me. We've seen everybody uh, at the summer tournament or the mm-hmm. Waterloo tournaments, so we kind of have an idea what everybody can do. Um, I mean, we had the same thing in 2016, even worse actually, because we had all the guys from Boston that yeah. year. So we had never met them in person before, ever seen them play that hockey, and it was just more of just going to the tournament. And our first game, it was like, okay, what can these guys do? Where should we put them? And all this. But this year, we're going into the tournament knowing what everybody can do. And even if we haven't played with somebody or talked to somebody, we still know them and know what they can do from seeing them in the national tournament. So that's going to be a big thing going in. We're not going to have everybody at practice today. Obviously, Lodato couldn't make it all the way from Louisiana. Yeah, probably. They can fly up for one day. You got to um, FaceTime him or something. Right. And then it's we got a questionable commitment, though. I mean, it's only a 14 hour drive. Right. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> Get an Uber. It's about as long as our flight. Yeah. But, uh, and then on top of that, I think Perry and Austin Jackson are going to miss today, though. But, uh, they are guys also we've seen before we know what they can do and it's all going to be much better once we get there and we can all kind of figure out how we can all gel it helps too maybe coming out of the sets. just coming out of the playoffs or you know you're getting your reps and you play almost an entire another season within the last you know month or so yeah last couple of weeks so that right. really helps people so did, did you have to make an adjustment at all putting putting the shoes back on versus the skates yes uh it wasn't as much putting the shoes back on a movement it's more the ball the ball versus yeah. the, the ball is ridiculous coming back from seeing a puck for however two two and a half three months i think it was playing juniors out in ohio when i came back that ball was just zipping and that's how it always is it always takes me a couple weeks to get used to the ball but luckily i think i got back into it by the end of that game and having practice last week and then another one today i should be good to go when we go up there nice so do you have any personal goals going to slovakia outside of the team goals like what are you looking forward to and what do you want to accomplish uh i like i said i think i said in my interview on qc deck but uh, i just want to be one of the better goalies in the tournament be putting up good stats uh to make a name for myself in the uh, world ball hockey uh scene and all that, and uh, basically, I just go like I said, goaltending is very important in deck hockey. I've said it before. I said it during the national tournament. I've said it during yeah. the interview. I'm a big goalie it's guy. Obviously, <laughs> goal deck is not, especially three on three, is not geared towards goaltenders. No, at all. It's, no. it's specifically designed to make you have a bad time. Exactly. Yeah. And if you can step in as a goalie and be a game changer, that's the biggest game changer you can have, rather than scoring maybe a goal a guy that could score ten goals a game like Pat. Well, the other team could also score 11 goals if you have a bad goalie. So, yeah. Yep. So, obviously, traveling to Europe, and I think you guys are landing in Geneva. Uh, no, we're flying from Chicago to Istanbul, Hungary. Ah. We have an hour layover in Istanbul. Yikes. Jeez. Um, and then we fly from Istanbul to Vienna, Austria. Okay. And then we're going to take the European train from Vienna, Austria to Bratislava. We'll we'll link uh, a map <laughs> for we'll, you guys. We'll put we'll out map the, quest. We'll pull out the flight tracker info info on uh, Facebook so I'll you can see where they're at. I'll, t- I'll put a little tracker in my hat so <laughs> there we you can go. just, just drop a, the drop, whole a time. drop a pin. So, so are you gonna say? Is yeah. The, go so ahead. obviously landing in Geneva and you, you're gonna have a train ride. You're gonna have to eat at some point. Is there like a spot you guys are really looking forward to I going? Have no clue. I, I know Womack wants to go to his cat cafe. <laughs> <laughs> that, that guy and his cats, I swear, he needs to chill it out. 
It's so it. he's going to lose his man card real soon if he keeps sending me these snaps. Oh, Lumex got a man card. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. He might have lost it a long time ago. But going to this cat cafe, that's definitely going to be a jeopardy if he still has got it. Hey, I got a good I got a good question for you here. What are you what are you walking away from by taking time and just going out? I mean, I think a, a thing that people maybe aren't focusing on is that people are walking away from their jobs for this. They're walking away it's vacation time for their family for this. Mm-hmm. They're taking time away from their professional careers as hockey players, whatever it is, just to go and represent Team USA. Right. I mean, that's like people need to appreciate that what these guys are putting on the line here. I mean, they're paying money to go out and go to a strange country and, and they're eat lunch with cats. <laughs> what they're doing it, they're doing it for team USA. They're doing it for the red, white, blue. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's important, but right. we just want to prove that it's called everything that we've done here in the last few years to grow deck here in the quad cities and Iowa and in the U S so much. Uh, we don't want it to be for nothing. We want to show that we're a powerhouse in deck hockey in the world and nothing else. We're not going away. I don't think we could say it any better than that. Yeah. I but like it. If you got any closing thoughts, let us know. I mean, the people are listening. We have hundreds of yeah. listeners. <laughs> so basically, just uh, would love the support from everybody. We'll have uh, links going up on the QC Deck Hockey page about where you guys can watch and the times of the games and everything. I know it's going to be pretty messed up with the schedules here, obviously being eight hours ahead. But uh, any support we can get from everybody at Deck is great. And uh, we just want to bring home a gold medal for all y'all. We love it. USA all the way. Well, I think that wraps it up for another episode of Deck Hockey Focus. Uh, Freiburger, love having you on the show, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me, You've always got a good insight. You always always bring it. Anytime you guys want me back, just let me know. Always available. We'll do uh, maybe some uh, post-tournament interviews here. Absolutely. But so before we close her out, Shackelford, what'd you learn? Uh, I'm going to go back to the beginning of this episode, and I learned that I am way better at picking teams than you are. (sighs) That hurts. That hurts. Freiburger, you learn anything from us or are you just teaching? I learned USA all the way. Attaboy. USA all the way. All right, Mike, what about you? What'd you learn? I learned that Irish Mafia is at an all time low. No true. championships at all. And I'm that's me, that's all of us boys. That's a that's a dark That's dark Sean day. too, hanging out at the computer. That's our cross to bear. It's we did, a it, for, it's we a did it for you guys. No, but boys, that wraps it up for another another episode yeah. of Deck Hockey Focus here. Really appreciate Freiburger stopping in. Uh, good luck to all the, the guys going out there to Bratislava. Bring us home. Bring us home a medal, boys. I just want it. I just want it. USA all the way. Or maybe a cat. Yeah. yeah well, Mag- well, Michael, we're <laughs> bringing home a cat no matter what. All right, boys. Good work all in right. the playoffs. USA all the way. All right. Thanks, Fry. Thank you.